Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. A lawyer for suspected Gilgo Beach serial killer Rex A. Hurman is opposing a prosecution request to take a cheek swab from the defendant for DNA testing, arguing in court papers filed yesterday in Riverhead that prosecutors have failed to meet the legal standard to compel her client to provide the swab. Grant Parpan and Nicole Fuller reporting on Newsday.com that Herman defense attorney Danielle Koish, part of the legal team assigned to represent the Massapequa Park, architect indicted in the killings of three women whose remains were discovered near Gilgo Beach in 2010, said in court papers that prosecutors have not demonstrated that there was probable cause to believe Herman had committed the killings. Quote, the assertions contained in the people's moving papers might be construed as rising to the level of a reasonable suspicion, but that is a far cry from the standard of probable cause required to justify granting the order sought by the people, wrote Koish. Herman, 59, has pleaded not guilty to first and second degree murder charges in the killings of three women, Megan Waterman, Melissa Barthelemy, and Amber Lynn Costello, whose remains were found near Gilgo Beach 13 years ago. Koish's arguments came in response to Suffolk prosecutors filing last week seeking a cheek swab from Herman for more DNA testing. In other news, the buyers in the $40 million land deal with the town of Riverhead continued to distance themselves this week from the plans they previously presented to build an air cargo logistics hub at EPCAL, attempting to dissuade the fears of a disgruntled public. Alec Lewis reporting on RiverheadLocal.com that representatives of the buyers, Calverton Aviation and Technology, an affiliate of the Triple Five Group, said the company is not building a cargo jet port and the runways of the site would not be used to bring cargo to logistics centers. That was a plan for the property presented to the Riverhead IDA in September when project consultants said the full build-out of the project could make the industrial park a hub for taking in packages by air and transporting them to last-mile distribution centers. Quote, in addition to any aviation use that is specifically prohibited in the agreement of sale or under the zoning, the development of the EPCAL property will specifically exclude any aviation use of the runways by shipping and or delivery companies seeking to use aviation as a principal use to transport goods to off-site consumers, Cat Attorney Chris Kent said. The town's regulations for aviation uses on, uses on the property aren't clear. Riverhead town officials have both acknowledged and challenged the possibility of whether what Cat proposed for the property in September is allowed by zoning. The contract of sale with Cat stipulates that the property will be developed, quote, consistent with the uses permitted, end quote, in the planned development zoning district, which allows all uses that promote economic development by right and by special permit. Following up on the legal skirmishes between Northwell Health and rival NYU Langone Hospital, Northwell fired back at NYU Langone yesterday in the medical behemoth's legal battle over the use of the color purple. Carl Campanil reports in the New York Post that Northwell urged a federal judge in Manhattan to dismiss New York University Langone's trademark lawsuit against it that claims Northwell has been ripping off NYU's color scheme, including its purple hue in ads. NYU Langone filed this suit against Northwell Health in June. New York University is so linked to the color purple that Violets is the nickname of its sports team, and the color is streamed across its web pages, including NYU Langone's. On Tuesday, Northwell issued the following statement, quote, Northwell filed a motion to dismiss NYU Langone's unfounded lawsuit. NYU Langone does not own a trademark registration for any shade of purple for healthcare services, and its case is based on cherry picking certain pieces of Northwell advertising to make false claims, including an attack on our hospital's week long COVID 19 recognition of healthcare workers. End quote. The two medical powerhouses have rival hospitals and key markets in New York City and Long Island. And finally, two Suffolk employees 
subpoenaed to testify at the county's cyber attack investigation committee meeting yesterday were no-shows, prompting the panel to consider seeking a judge's order for their public testimony. Vera Chinise reporting on Newsday.com that the employees Jack Bloom and Vincent Cordial uh, work in the county's IT department and were served subpoenas last week. According to the panel's special counsel, Richard Donahue, a third employee, Jason Bruno, who works for the county's uh, the county clerk's IT department spoke voluntarily at Tuesday's meeting. The six-member legislative committee uh, has been working since May to probe the origins of the hack discovered September 8th. The breach disrupted a range of county services, delayed payments to vendors, and prevented access to county emails. Donahue said he was told Monday by attorneys representing the Suffolk Association of Municipal Employees, the county's largest union, that neither Bloom nor Cordial would appear. Donahue said he had previously interviewed the two men privately but declined to disclose what they said or what questions the committee would ask them. Quote, they have relevant evidence to the committee's mission here to determine the causes and the factors that led up to the cyber breach, he said during the meeting. The panel voted 5-0 to zero in executive session to authorize Donahue to seek a judicial uh, order to enforce the subpoenas, according to legislator Anthony Piccarillo, Republican from Holtzville, chairman of the committee. Donahue said he hopes the staffers will comply before he seeks uh, judicial intervention. Suffolk County's next cyber tech investigation committee meeting is tentatively scheduled for August 23rd. Reading the weather in Southampton in honor of Angus McCauley joining us to talk about the art fair coming to Agawam Park at the end of the month. Looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 84 degrees northwest wind 15 to 18 miles per hour. Tonight mostly clear with a low around 65 degrees west wind around 6 miles per hour becoming calm after midnight. Right now it's 72 degrees and sunny, and we've got the Nightbird edition planned for you this morning, of course, in honor of the legendary Allison Steele, albeit backward. So it's kind of more the Bird Night edition of the heart. We'll hear Caroline Doctorow's Nightbird Blues at the bottom of the next hour when that local legend in her own right joins us here in the WLIW. FM Studios, Sia the Beatles, and Railroad Earth in your immediate listening future. Kicking off with the Mills Brothers on the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life. All because of you, the listener supporter of WLIWFM and your humble host of the Heart of the East End, Gianna Volpe. News you can trust and music you love right here on 88.3 and 96.9. WLIWFM heard online at WLIW.org slash radio. We'll be back. Did your lady friend leave your nest again? That is very sad, makes me feel so bad. You can fly away, in the sky away. You're more lucky than me. I also had a pretty girl. She's not with me today. They're all the same, the pretty girls Take tenderness, then they fly away Yellow bird, up high in banana tree Yellow bird, you sit all Let her fly away, in the sky away, pick a town and soon, take from night to noon, black and yellow you, like banana too, they might pick you someday. 
wish that I was a yellow bird I'd fly away with you But I am not a yellow bird So here I sit, nothing else to do second day or show in a row where I played Sia and the Beatles for you 
Bird Set Free from Sia's This Is Acting record of 2015. Followed by the Beatles' Free as a Bird. You're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. The Fab Four, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, leading us to the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, a little after midnight if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for our Wednesday work segment, underwritten by the Lust Group. Very grateful to have on the line Angus McCauley talking about the Southampton Arts Festival coming to Agawam Park uh, at the end of the month. August 20, or let's see, I have it all written down here. 25th through the 27th, right down the road. I believe I've gone to this. 
event. I think I bought like a beautiful, unique <laughs> uh, purse. Does that, I mean, is this just artists or is it like crafts folks as well? I'm trying it's, to see. Uh, you didn't buy a big painting from me? I'm so sorry, <laughs> Angus. <laughs> this year. The- uh, it, it, it's really, uh, it, that's the official title this year is Southampton Fine Art Show. Got it. Um, a lot of, of these outdoor events are called a festival, and we decided to distinguish it from festival to a show because it's more like a gallery outdoors. And um, next year, we're going to, there's two other Southampton art shows or festivals in the park, in Agawam Park. So next year, we're going to distinguish um, our name and not have it be Southampton such and such. It's going to probably be, you know, just a different name because we want the audience to say, we want to go to those other Southampton shows were nice, but we want to go to Angus's, uh, which might be called Artist for Artists, um, Fine Art Show. All right. So you're split, spitballing on the name, but it, that's a nice idea uh, to give it something that will mm-hmm. distinguish it in the minds of folks so that they yeah. they and know I, exactly what's which one uh, the person yeah. is talking about. But I think we're – I really I, – I, I know we're very different than most other shows. Uh, most other shows are intent on getting some income from the booth fees and, uh, you know, these big promoters. And there are a couple of big promoters that have just come into the Hamptons. Um, I think uh, they they didn't hear about me having my little show there and they're big time. They're all over the country and, so now there's a couple of new shows from these big promoters and you know they their their job is to make money off of the booth fees and also to put on a nice show but mine is not that at all we we do charge a booth fee but all the funds go back into advertising and marketing um because a lot of these artists are friends of mine and I can't imagine having a show and not putting my best foot forward and getting people there. So I spend all the money. I don't make any money hardly on the booth fees. I go, it all goes back to marketing and advertising. Um, so we put our best foot forward with getting people there. Are the booth fees reasonable? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering yeah. is the idea uh, to take less from the artists. So that means mm-hmm. uh, m- more money in their pocket uh, prospectively mm-hmm. from showing there. Overall, with the um, fine art shows around the country, it's at least $100 less. Um, There are some other annual smaller events that don't charge as much, but uh, we we are less than 90% of the shows around the country. So you talked about you talked about distinguishing yourself from other festivals. I imagine that's one way. What are some other? Things that make uh, yeah. Angus's That's a good question. different from other Because I wanted to address events. that. Well, it's got a nice family, sort of a, not family, uh, meaning families around the community, but us artists that participate, we all do the Hamptons circuit of shows, um, outdoor shows, and they're all pretty high quality, successful artists that do shows around the country. But we all do this Hamptons circuit during the summer. And we're all friends, and it's got this really nice fam, fam, artist family atmosphere. Um, and we are uh, roomy at the show. I, I don't want to take any more than a certain number of artists. The, first of all, Agawam Park, it, it's a idyllic little setting. It's not a huge park, so we can't right. take you know a ton of artists. Some of these shows... You know, around the country, have a couple hundred, and I limit mine at this point to only about fifty, okay. because we want I want everyone to do well for right. for one thing, and then I want there to be plenty of room around their space, and they all love that. It's kind of it's refreshing, in the whole scheme of art shows. Got it. And what else distinguish? Well, uh, I, well, and and curious about who who these fifty artists are. Are any of them local? Or how does it work? Because um, yes. I'm, I'm just starting to, uh, 
really uh, delve into the world of, as you mentioned, this Hampton circuit of uh, Mm -hmm. shows throughout the summer in reporting uh, a piece um, for a magazine. And uh, and I'm just learning about uh, all of this Mm -hmm. stuff, sort of the nitty gritty. Not many people know about it. They're, they're, in my mind, the best little kept secret uh, in the country because you're, they're, they're small shows. They're easy to set up, easy to load out. Um, they're always in these idyllic little settings. Of and often you're and often you're meeting the artists whose works oh, yeah. that you're buying. Oh, absolutely. That's the whole point is the artist is there in their space. And these are uh, successful artists that have been doing these uh, shows for years around the country. And they're gallery artists. They're, they're fine art uh, quality and the the audience will see very high quality, beautiful work and all, all different kinds of mediums. There'll be uh, a lot of painters there and some photography, uh, sculpture. Um, I have to look at the list of all the artists, but there's usually at these shows glass, ceramic, uh, mixed media, etc. Um, yeah. And you mentioned so so uh, any local artists who? Oh, what yeah. does the makeup look like? I know you you, um, you don't have the have, list in front of you. We uh, have the Southampton Artists Association, which also runs a show in July. They run a really nice show in Agawam Park, and it's it's got a nice atmosphere too. It's the Art Association, and they're very reasonable with everything. I'm giving them a plug because they they really do a nice job. Um, those. Uh, artists, which are all a lot of them are members in their local, um, we have a good number of them that are going to be participating, and then I would say probably maybe a fourth of of the local people artists will be there, and then the rest of them are from around the country. Very cool. Uh, it, but so- then back to the uh, these little special Hampton shows. There's probably about twelve of them um, in. There's Southampton, West Hampton. Last weekend was uh, the Chamber of Commerce West Hampton show, and then um, there was one out Sag on Gosman's. Harbor. There was one out on Gosman's dock, right? Just this past weekend, I think. Oh, that one I'm not familiar with. With the fine art shows, are the ones that I do. I also, besides running or being the founder director of the show, I also have a space at the show. I'm a painter, so yes. I have uh, large expressionistic pieces. But um, there's Sag Harbor has a couple of shows. Yes, the, all these shows I'm mentioning June, are all the one well, in in Sag is June, right around Father's Day, and then of uh-huh, course yeah. coming up uh, at the end of next month during Harbor Fest. There's um, there's one on Shelter Sag Island, Harbor. right? As, as, yeah, as I understand it, I think that's just a one day show. But okay. uh, I do have friends that do that. Uh, but the Sag Harbor. September show is on the 16th and 17th of yes. September. Yes. And then uh, West Hampton is having a show. <clears throat> sorry, West Hampton is having a show on the first weekend of September, <clears throat> the second and third. Are you going to be? September. Are you going to be exhibiting in in all these shows? Or did yes. you do? Did you do the mm-hmm. June show in Sag Harbor? I wasn't um, up north yet. Okay. For that one, but I normally do. But you'll do the one at Harbor Fest. Yes. Oh, yes. cool. I'll be there. And a lot of these artists uh, that will be at my show will be up there, too. Fantastic. There. So so yeah. uh, I, I'm curious because I remember uh, speaking um, with an organizer and a curator of a show like this um, that it, where you limit, you know, uh, to a certain degree. Because ha- mm-hmm. when, I, when I think about a show and whether it's 50 or 60 or whatever – and you're pulling from artists across the country, I imagine mm-hmm. it's got to be a, a job to decide who, who you know, and, and almost like a, like a Highlights mm-hmm. magazine kind of exercise right. where Bobby wants to sit next to Mary, but Mary wants to sit <laughs> next to Roger. You yeah. know what I mean? You do get that sort of thing. But you ask good questions because, and I miss telling you this, it's a juried event. So people that apply to these shows uh, have to be juried in 
and they have to be of a certain quality, and we don't allow any import-export. The artists must be there. They must make the work themselves. We, it must be all original. Basically, we do allow a little bit of reproductions, but maybe 10%. So it's all original work made by the artist who's there to show and sell it to people, which is the niche. Yeah. You know, I've... the audience loves to meet the artist and to buy from the artist. They always develop, I've developed a friendship relationship with every single customer that I've had in the Hamptons. That's and beautiful. that's one of my most favorite things about doing shows. Well, that's got to be, that's got to be part of uh, what makes you successful because that's, it's very relationship based out here. It really is. And they're buying kind of, I always tell people they're buying a little bit of you when yes. they get painting from you. And, and I, I feel very flattered and validated because the Hamptons crowd is a sophisticated yes. art appreciating crowd. And yes. for, for me to be successful there is, uh, it's just a big thrill for me. For those who are just yeah. joining us, we're speaking to Angus McCauley of the Southampton Fine Art Show coming to Aguam Park at the end of August, it'll be the 25th through the 27th. Um, is there a website where people can go to find out yes. more? Yes. That is SouthamptonArtFest.com. Okay, fantastic. And we're updating it on a regular basis with, uh, we're still getting artists uh, signing up sort of at the last minute. So we update who's participated the exhibitors and their artwork on the website well we're very excited especially to see what you're bringing this year what have you been uh painting most recently i guess um I, i'm doing two bodies of work i i do a body of work that's more personal um where i'm intent on expressing I didn't want to just decorate, so uh, I, a year or so ago I decided I'm only going to do meaningful work that has something to say, and it's all universal themes. And uh, so I have an audience that just, you know, loves that. It's all very positive uh, messages. And then I did a, a few years ago uh, sort of a Rothko um, if people are familiar with Mark Rothko, oh, yes. he did the, the bands of color yes. and which color you place next to which color actually has an emotional effect on people. And I've always loved the concept. So I did a lot of that at one point with a lot of success and I'm revisiting that. So I have that body of work now to show as well. Fantastic. Uh, mm. Angus, is there anything that we didn't discuss that you want to make sure folks know uh, as it pertains to the fine art show coming to Aguam Park at the end of the month or anything else? There, there is one thing, and I feel a little bad because I don't know the name. Uh, I should have looked up the name of the uh, nonprofit, but there's this wonderful nonprofit that um, builds homes for autistic adults and young adults, even children, so that they can actually live together in the homes and manage on their own with each other. And um, they, I met them last year, and they brought a group of their autistic children to the show, and it it was so nice. Uh, and uh, they they were so nice that they're actually going to have a presence at the show this year. And they have a fundraiser dinner for 700 people that precedes my event. And is it um, in Southampton? Yes, it's the largest fundraiser in Southampton, and tables are, you know, pretty expensive, like 50000 some of the tables anyway. And they're promoting our event to that crowd at the is dinner. It, is it going to be at the, the Greek church? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I'm finding, is it U.S. Autism Homes? Yeah, that Perhaps. sounds right, and I'm so glad you, <laughs> you're sharp, that, that you <laughs> have that go title Googling or the name of their nonprofit, because I was thinking, oh, no, I don't, Cause I they, hope they, uh, if, if it's not, I mean, it could be correct, because it looks like, it. it looks like they did something last year at the, the, the Greek church. Um, yeah, they do it every year, and it's a big deal, and they're going to have a presence at the show this year. Fantastic. And I wanted to give them a little, yeah. I'm so grateful to you for that and for everything else, mm -hmm. Angus. It's an honor and a pleasure, as always, sending you the very best.
Uh, this was the Wednesday Works segment underwritten by the Lust Group. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Angus McCauley. Uh, you know what? I'm bunny hopping past Railroad Earth. I'm going to play 30 Purple Birds. This is Why Mona on Long Island's only local NPR radio station with the Grey Havens on deck. Three Birds in Babylon from the She Waits record of 2018. You, whoever you are, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM News You Can Trust. Music you love. Picked out a cloud outside my window Looked like a butterfly in spring It flew to your side the day that you died Came back and told me everything Drove through the fields and they were frozen That was their way of letting go Ink spots and roses are what we chose I sing a song to send you home They don't know your name but I'll tell them about you The world looks the same, we're just stuck here without Every day. 
look up, look at the dawn. Yes, I escape the shadows once I listen to his song. But they say, look how she goes. She gave herself away, her crown, her throne, like a fool, like a across the playlist through these bird tracks. I think I'm going to play you a little David LaFlamme, uh, White Bird, uh, the Tusky Brothers, Novelty Island, and Charlie Parker Quartet on deck after that, leading you to the top of the hour in the NPR news break and the local news update going toward the uh, night tracks uh, as we play Caroline Doctorow's brand new single, An Homage to the Legendary Nightbird, Allison Steele from WNEW, most famously. Uh, we'll be joined by Caroline at the bottom of the next hour. I'm Jenna Volpe. This is David LaFlamme. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Find all the secret bird tracks that you haven't heard on today's playlist all the Hearts shows are archived right there. Same place you can stream the show, WLIW.org slash radio. Day. 
Brothers in my back pocket. Find that bird from the Run Home Slow record on the full playlist for today's show, leading you into the NPR news break with Novelty Island. From there, how are you coping with this century, this bird, and of course, the bird? Charlie Parker Quartet leading you into the NPR news break. That bird starring in his Brecken Beacons Broadway debut. Glass birds report on Monday mornings is nearly due. And sad bird drains acid rain from the plastic moon. And black birds at the bottom of the staircase, too. But this bird's a castaway. On a Japanese TV show. Who birds a double decker doe, decahedron doe? You birds, 30,000 pound watercolors gotta go.
music from all decades and genres right here on WLIWFM.